When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Maddie Day Fiance WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiance. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. What's up, WTFers? Hey Lon, lemonade of fruits, right? What is that? <laughs> Lemonade's a form of fruit, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Does, does it have seeds? That's how I tell. <laughs> <sighs> ah, lifestyle change. Lifestyle change. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, another episode, another monumental scene from Angela, <laughs> right? Well, in terms of entertainment value, she's giving it to us this season. Do I agree with everything? No. Like, yes, especially uh, for listeners of if you guys caught the the previous our previous episode of, of the podcast, Nadia did bring up some really, really great points, but she's problematic. Yes. Does it make for entertaining trash TV? It really does. And I think she's She's bringing out the big guns. And I don't even know if these are the big guns. This is probably just her acting up. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't mean to be distasteful, but when you say big guns, are you talking about her <laughs> five pounds a piece girls? <laughs> these like, you mean the girlies or the, yeah. or the, <laughs> she's bringing them out. But if talk about the girlies, obviously they're, they're going, they're going to get reduced. We believe, I think for health issues. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so smoking before her surgery, when is she gonna and Jojo, Jojo, you're as a friend, I think as a friend, Jojo should say something. And Angela's like, ah, don't you be telling me stuff. And Jojo's just giving her the face. I'd be like, look, because I care, I need to tell you that when the doctors say this is serious, like it's serious, you know, not to be mean, but I didn't have any sympathy for her during the car ride when she's trying to call her and Jojo's kind of crying and saying, I don't think her family understands just how serious this could be and all this stuff. I'm like, well, she'd have nothing to fucking worry about if she followed the doctor's recommendations, right? It's obviously a dangerous surgery and all that stuff, but had you not smoked, had you dieted the way you're supposed to diet, those are a few things less to worry about going into the surgery. So like Angela's the one to blame really. So I don't know. I, it, it's hard to be sympathetic you know, when she's not fucking listening. Yeah. I think people are starting to question the validity of the doctor who performed the surgery on her because usually it takes about six months of preparation, like to prepare the body. But it seems like for Angela she keeps defaulting back to her bad habits and right. they still went ahead with the surgery, right? I don't know how much prep work she has done on herself, but 
the fact that we saw her light up a cigarette mm-hmm. like hours before her surgery, that should pretty much default Off the table. Her. Yes, right. default her back, right? Yes. If I were her doctor, I'd be like, nope. Sorry, we cannot do this. This is too risky for you. Right. Given your age, your lifestyle, your habits. But it seems like they went ahead. And by the way, some okay, people yeah. have pointed out that this same doctor did the same type of surgery, I think gastric sleeve or something, on Mama June. From the other TLC show? Yeah, the, uh, you know, Mama June, the one with the, the, with the daughter. Yeah, the daughter from the pageant, you know. I know the show. I don't watch it. And I've seen enough memes on Instagram to know who you're talking about. But yes, yeah. I know Mama June. I think they specialize on that. Maybe the clinic specialize on that. Maybe a lot of celebrities go to them. And maybe they just went ahead because they know that people like Angela are stubborn. They have all these bad habits, but what the heck? Let's just go ahead and do the surgery. Are there any repercussions if they go ahead with the surgery with the knowledge that the person has not properly prepared themselves for it? Can there be lawsuits or is that like, does the person sign a waiver and says, yeah, I smoked and I ate and uh, if I die, I die. Because then that's the only way I would move forward. Yeah. If they said, look, they signed the form that said they understood the dangers they were going into if they did not follow the doctor's recommendations. And then I'd be like, all right, well, it's your fucking life. Yeah. (laughs) I do think that there's probably some sort of indemnity form that... Patients have to sign where they agree that they will be partaking in risk, right? And right. they cannot sue the doctor had they not followed their strict instructions, like having a liquid diet, not smoking, etc., etc. I'm pretty sure clinics like that probably protect themselves in that way because they cannot be monitoring their patients outside of their own you know, right. vicinity, right? So what people like Angela do behind their backs, they can't control. Right. Especially someone with a addictive habit of smoking. How do you control that? You really yeah. have to go cold turkey, in which case Angela didn't. So Yeah. And even so, even if they have the form, she could just lie and say, yes, right. yes, 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 yes. Yep. Sign it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So you know what pissed me off though. What? She told Michael. Michael, right, right, right. <laughs> she informed him about the boob job just to piss him off. And then when he got upset, she flipped it on him and was like, right. you care about this more than my health. I'm like, you meant to piss him off, though. Exactly. I totally watched <sighs> that with bewilderment. I'm like, I'm like, okay, so you got on his nerves, right? You purposely tried to piss him off. Right. Get him all riled up. And then when he's like, well, I'm worried that you're having this other surgery. And then she kind of flipped it on him. He's like, you right. should not be worried about my boobs. Bitch, you talked about your boobs first. I know. You brought it up first. And, and then I'm- when he was talking to his friend and... Um, Is that friend or brother? Brother. Sorry, brother. Yeah. You're right. His older, older, right? Older brother. brother. Yep. And I, I don't know if we saw it from her scene, but definitely when he told his brother about it, she told him that she wanted to make him jealous after she got all hot and stuff and that she was going to go to a bar in a long distance relationship. You're going to tell your husband that? Come on, man. Ah, I'm like, Angela, what are you doing? This is not a good look. Come on. 
if anything, she should be making him feel secure. And, and this goes both ways, right? And this isn't about um, gender roles or anything like that, who should shoulder some kind of responsibility. And they've already admitted that women in, in Nigerian culture have to listen to the men. So I'm not trying to say anything like, oh, she should be making him feel more secure. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying both of y'all should be making each other feel more secure about the relationship, especially in a long distance relationship. Taking his culture into account, I think brings it a step further. You know what I mean? For him to be telling him that, come on, that's messed up one, regardless of his culture, but two, taking his culture into consideration. Yeah. That's even further out there. Like, yeah, I don't, I, conclude, I don't like her for that. <laughs> I yeah, I feel you there. I conclude that Angela's gonna do what Angela's gonna do. Angela gonna Angela. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess too bad Michael won't be pulling that boobs anymore. Pulling the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just gotta say it. That was one. I think that was TMI, but two, like to call out your partners kinks <laughs> like that on tv i'd be I, like hey yo <laughs> we talked about this why are, you, why are you doing this i know right <laughs> i have to say the one positive thing that I, I took away from angela and everything angela basically is that she's normalizing sex talk <laughs> Like, you know, anything about boobs, she's just I like that. normalizing yeah. it, which right. I think is okay. Like, society let's normalize, needs that. Yeah, right. let's, let's not normalize sex pervertize talk. boobs, you know. Right. It's just a form of chess, like you said in our previous yes. episode. Exactly. So, you know, if she wants to grab them in front of us, in front of cameras, she can do whatever let's she wants. Res- let's respect the, the other person's boundaries though like, <laughs> all right that other know, person may not want to see it. kinks and stuff i'm like exactly. hey. <laughs> like i don't know about this yeah i i guess you're right like i don't know how michael would feel about angela talking about oh, yeah, you know, yeah, sex yeah. life in you know <laughs> to the it world was, right? it was funny it was funny and for those of y'all who are just you know listening to the podcast i'm referring to when she said when she obviously was talking about the boob job and he was like, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? What are we going to reduce here? And then she said, and I quote, you won't be able to pull on them like you like. <laughs> and I was like, yo, okay. <laughs> Time out, guys. Time, Time out. out. Time out. <laughs> and even though we haven't really seen it, just hearing about it, I was like, yo, cannot unsee. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just, you know, exposing his kinks like that. Maybe they had a discussion about what boundaries yeah. <laughs> there are, you know, what can be discussed or not. But I highly doubt it. <laughs> Knowing Angela, she'll just say whatever she wants to say. You know? Somewhere out there, that imagery lives rent free <laughs> in someone's <laughs> yeah yeah well it's on our twitter now and <laughs> if i ever visit the twitter and take a scroll down the history it's gonna come back to me every time that oh, man. i read that <laughs> well i'm just glad that this week we get a break from big mike and natalie so i guess we can move on to who's next on my list here let's see oh andre and elizabeth <laughs> Andre, you mean uh, Andre and Chuck? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Andre. Or Charlie, sorry. No, 
Chuck. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So it's Andre, Libby, and Charlie. And Charlie. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. that's a lot of hair gel at that table, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because it looked like I took a photo and I couldn't meme it right, but you know, they looked like a, a before and after photo. <laughs> like they were dressed exactly the same with like yeah. khaki shorts, a polo tee, and almost the same like um hairstyle. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what same style is a what? <laughs> is this how they yeah, is this is this how Chad's dress in Florida? Like, I don't know. <laughs> What's up with this? Or Kevin's, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever the term is right now but they looked exactly the same you know and i was like what's going on here but yeah the um and I, again i'm just gonna say i'm team andre on this one let's just go ahead and say team andre and libby but andre more because libby at least got an apology <laughs> dude andre was there too and that was his wedding like your dad who seems to be the focal point of your argument okay the wedding you know he was fine with it he was having a good time i understand the whole argument like you're taking advantage of my dad and our family and stuff but the dad was cool with it and i get that it's a family business but look man all he wants is an apology for you acting up and you gave it to to your sister you know if you can admit that you're wrong things will be chill you know and, and then i wonder too you know I, it's never out of mind that this could be fabricated but you know, whatever, though, you, you could make yourself look less of an ass by just still being an asshole, but apologizing for that. It'd make you a likable character, but maybe he likes being the villain and maybe he needs to be the villain of the show. So I, I get that too, him playing his part, right? And all that, but I just hate him even more and you're not going to get any fans <laughs> or maybe you will. There's probably some asshole like that going, yeah, give it to him, you know? <laughs> yeah. I agree there. <laughs> All my notes here are not about that confrontation. Oh, <laughs> All my notes are about, oh, wait, except for one thing, but I'm going to say it later. What I'm confused about is that the way I interpret this whole situation is Andre went to Chuck to ask for a loan. Yes. And Chuck turned it around and said, look, I can't give you the money, but you can work for me. Yes. Mm -hmm. For some reason, the kids think that Andre is going to steal their thunder. But it's like, I have a feeling that what the dad communicated to them is totally different from what Andre wants out of the dad. It right. seems like. Because right. the way Charlie was saying to Andre is that which is kind of true is that Andre doesn't want to work with them because all he wants is a loan. Right. But I guess the dad just made him work for it, which means he has to kind of work with the rest of the family. I guess that's where, like, I just right. kind of think it's so fabricated, you know? Also, like, I think, too, that the, the kids, brother and sisters, believe that he's kind of what do they call it? Jumping over. Let's think of it as a corporate ladder and he's skipping steps. And let's say he's becoming a partner without paying the dues first. Right. Whereas Libby's brother and sisters, they had to earn their way and work their way up that ladder in order to be where they're at now. And they mm -hmm. feel that Andre is taking a shortcut and saying, all he's right, fast now, track. Right. It's a, he's fast tracked. Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. But, and so I understand that part of it. I'm not seeing it that way. If the dad is saying he has to work with y'all and y'all are going to show him the ropes, if your ego is that big, I would still consider it that, oh no, he's still lower than me and I'm kind of teaching him and right. how to do this. And then setting him up for success so that my sister and him can have a life of their own. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> but there has to be, obviously there has to be conflict and, and I, I understand that side too, if that's the angle that they're getting at, like mm-hmm. you didn't earn this, you yeah. know, what I, mean? I had to fucking work with my dad for, I don't know, 10 years or whatever have you, like whatever that's about. Right. Yeah. People are starting to question how it must be that easy to get a real estate license in Florida. <laughs> Seeing how Andre is. It's Florida. Yeah, I know it's Florida. That's what are the they putting the water over there, y'all? <laughs> My only thing that I want to call out is I don't think it's right for Andre to cuss in front of his daughter. He just lets it rip with the F words, F bombs <laughs> in front of Eleanor. It's crazy how. Is that her name, Eleanor? Yeah, Ellie. I mean, short, but you know, Ellie, Eleanor. Eleanor. Yeah. Aww, that's cute. Yeah. I like Ellie. <laughs> oh, well. But Lon, when I tried to smoothen it out, I smoothed it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there was something he said um, in the previous episode. I can't remember it right now, but it was something like that. He says funny things. I, I forget. Man, I wish I wrote it down, but. <laughs> And there's already memes out there of him, you know, how he's trying to build the playhouse for his daughter. Yeah. How people say, like, <laughs> how's he going to flip houses when he's struggling with this toy house? <laughs> <laughs> I got to see that. Yeah, it didn't look like it. it. He just, it just, to me, he was doing, he, he seemed like he was doing all right, you yeah. know, smacking it around. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on from one Eastern European to another Eastern European in uh, Julia and her partner, Brandon. How do we feel about that whole scene with the green card interview? So, and I wish I did research on it. You have me. And what's that? I, you have me. I, I went That's through the, the thing. That's interview. the thing. So I was thinking, you know what? If I throw the question out there, maybe Nadia has the answer. So my question is, and I'm pretty sure for people who didn't do the research, it's probably the same. What happens then? What happens? Because I thought if you were married, you were married. I thought that was it. And I thought that was the end of it, right? So for, for all y'all out there, here's my perspective. I thought, oh, they're here on a 90-day visa figure it out you get married and if you get married okay cool like you're american i thought that's what it was so i'm so ignorant i didn't know that like okay you're here on on the k1 visa which i thought was the marriage visa and that this whole process would end apparently it's not apparently you still have to interview and get the green card and in this episode julia was not denied but she was not Fully approved as approved. well. Approved. Yeah. Right. So I, I guess they're saying, oh, we're going to send you some more forms because we need more information. So I'm just like, what? That one threw me for a loop. Like, wait, I thought the K-1 visa was like, oh, you, if you get married during this time, you get citizenship. And I guess apparently that's not how it is. So Nadia, enlighten us. 
I have to say before I start answering your questions, Lan, is that this is the kind of stuff that people who are anti-immigration would be very proud of is how stringent the green card process is. It's not easy. It's not like what you just said you thought it was, right? Like you have the K-1 visa and you're automatically an American. That's not it. I mean, just to rectify that sentence alone, uh, she's just a resident alien, like what I am. Right. I have a green card, but I'm not an American citizen. I'm still a permanent resident or, you know, I guess in some forms they call it resident alien. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that, yes, Julia did stay legally in the U.S. with the K-1 visa. And that's just the application process. The end game is to get the green card. And in order to get the green card, you have to go through an interview where immigration officer would ask you questions about your marriage, your relationship, just to understand the legitimacy of your stay. Because this process would pretty much filter out all the mail order brides. I guess all pairs are trying to stay further. People are trying to game the system. Right. People go, are trying oh, to Oh, we have a marriage license now. We're good. And then, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Especially given the fact that she's from that country. I think there's even more suspicion that this could be a situation where right. she's trying to Probably game the system. Probably a stigma because it's. Correct. Ukraine, yeah. So Russian you can imagine, mail order and all right, that exactly reputation and stuff, right? Right. Good call. Good call. Yeah. So, and this is I'm not making that up, but I'm just saying that's probably it mm-hmm. because if you just to make sure people don't think I'm making this up too, because I actually went through it, except I went through my green card interview in my home country. So right. it wasn't reminder, that bad. y'all. Not Nadia has been through the process, y'all. Yep. Quick reminder, but. If you guys want a lighthearted version of this, one of my favorite movies of Sandra Bullock is uh, The Proposal. So during mm-hmm. the last scene after she married... Uh, I didn't Ra- see the movie. I wish I could help you out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It. It's the guy who played Green Lantern. Oh, my God. Ryan... Oh, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yes. After she married Ryan Reynolds' character, she still has to go through an interview process. Was she and- a foreigner in that movie? She was a Canadian, yes. So even as a Canadian, you have to. You're North <laughs> American, man. Let, y'all, let's be honest. North America is He's not American, the United right? States. Yeah, Canada <laughs> yeah, is North true, American. But... <laughs> people forget that though. When people say, "Oh, American," there's North America and South America. When you're saying American, it's a pretty broad brush, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People need to get that right yeah. too. So yeah, in that movie it shows how the process is. They will ask you questions about your your partner the thing that i wanted to comment about this whole scene is that it seems like they're ill-prepared and Mm. what i mean by that is what the immigration officer wants to see is proof that you're a genuine couple who share the same address who share utility bills who share a life together so i think some form of (laughs) united permanence yeah, permanence or right. united front. Like, yes. you're genuinely doing what other couples out there are doing. You right. know, like, I think the best way to do this, even though Julia doesn't have a job, is for Brandon to open up a joint account. Yes. With him and her. So, whenever they spend on the joint account, that tells the immigration person that, hey, look, she's someone who lives with me 
who spends every day with me is truly my partner mm-hmm. you know so they're in a legit relationship right but i think i think that's what's missing is that the farm is registered to brendan's parents um i'm pretty sure the utilities is registered to his parents so if you're the immigration person interviewing julia you see all these documents and you're like how do i know that you and this guy here couldn't have gotten a phone bill though so here's my thing a bill right like you said there's utilities and things like that couldn't he have said hey let's get you like a cell phone and have the bill under your your name and to my address right yeah and and that would have that i thought that that could have completed the fulfillment or at least yeah right helpful that's the correct word super that would have said it was a bill with her name on it going to a permanent address in america so yeah so yeah 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 so as you were sorry keep going yeah (laughs) unless julia's uh, phone is still tied to her russian telco Mm -hmm. which could be possible she's maybe using a a throwaway SIM card temporarily. I don't know, but I just feel like I'm not surprised that they asked for more documents. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about Brandon not wanting to go to Russia or excuse me, the Ukraine? Yeah, that was very hypocritical. I feel that's not fair. So one-sided, yeah, right? It's not fair. <laughs> she moved to US for you, but you're like, mm, I can okay. see why she'd be salty about that. That's where I stand. On I that. would be salty too. She's yeah. yeah she uplifted. Um, her, she uprooted herself. Uprooted. That's yeah. the word. Uplifted. Uprooted her life for him. And you would expect, or it, it would be fair to expect the same. Yeah. From Reciprocate. Your husband or your oh, partner. Sure. Right, exactly. So for him to be like, well, and I get that he was telling his truth and that there's obviously there's something to be said about that where he said, I would do it, but I don't really want to go. I understand that too. But again, dude, sell it. He's terrible at selling it. Like if I felt that way, I would still be a resounding fucking yes. (laughs) Yeah. Give her a little bit, Brandon. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't... And she's like, well, you're... she even had to flip on him and be like, what are you telling me right now? And he's like, oh, I mean, you know, I, I still wouldn't like it. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> you know what's the most offensive thing he said? He said, uh, I mean, you left Russia, didn't you? That yeah. part really bothered me because she left Russia not because she's randomly leaving Russia. It's because of you. Right. He made it seem like she was escaping some kind like of... Like he rescued her. Right. Right. Exactly. Nuh-uh. You ain't Superman, bro. Yeah, you ain't rescuing come on, nobody. Man. Yeah. She had a place. She likes it there. I think she was also, just like Yara, content. Yeah. And that she didn't need had a good to job. to America. Yeah. You're there. And that's why she went. Or that's why she left. Right. No, I t- I completely agree. <laughs> I think, you know, Americans have have this thing that we're don't get me wrong, America's a great country. Do we need work? Yes, we need fucking a lot of work. There's a lot of work to be done here in America. But I'll say it, it's a it's a great country. But on the same token, I think we have this idea that we're the fucking shit and we're the best. Y'all people People are happy in other places of the world, y'all. <laughs> Trust. <laughs> That's why we want a fucking vacation everywhere else but here, y'all. Come on. 
<laughs> why do you think we're flying out to Asia? And why do you think we're flying out to Europe? And y'all, <laughs> we want to be there, right? We have our bad areas here too. You know what I mean? And there are places people would not want to live such as on a farm. In a farm, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of Virginia. Yeah, right. you know, milking goats or whatnot. Like, come on, y'all. <laughs> Cleaning shit. Yes. <laughs> she had it good, you know. She she had it good. And yeah. um, I think if Brandon were to follow her and maybe find some opportunities, I don't know, teaching or something, when you know, that Americans can do, I think they they could be successful. So I think he should have showed more support, which is something he doesn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, we've learned that already. He's terrible. Yeah. He's the worst hype man. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> hype, dude. No hype, dude. <laughs> so are we ready to talk about Colini, Kalani, and Asuelu? So Colini picked up on, on what we talked about last episode is that we can't really trust this guy, right? <laughs> and she said he, it seemed a little fake. And that's kind of where I'm at with Asuelu. And uh, another thing she pointed out is, you know, do you really want your own space? Or do you not want to be checked by people who care about Kalani? Which is where I'm at, right? I understand having your own space and doing your own thing with your own family. And having, so for example... Just a little bit, we'll talk about Yara and Jovi. There's a difference between wanting to escape the influence of your in-laws mm-hmm. when, you know, Jovi's mom was like, well, I think you should do that. And I think you should do this. And you're going outside. Why do you want to do that? And them telling you how to raise your children, how to, you know, all of a sudden they're imposing their, I guess, beliefs onto you and telling you how you should live. Whereas in Asuelu and Kalani's case, he's actually fucking up and they're calling it out. So there's that whole difference, right? And I think, you know, and which is what I believe Kalini thinks is it's not so much that he wants independence from Kalani's family. He doesn't like being called out on his bullshit. He doesn't like when he fucks up that, Kalani's dad is like, yo, you know, we're going to have words because you treat my daughter like crap or Kalini calling him out and saying, well, I don't like how you're treating my sister. You know, I think that's what he's trying to escape. You know what I mean? Is, is being called out for being a fuck up. So Kalini touched on these points though. And, and she tried to slide around and beat around the bush as, as they say, right? Like, do you think this is the right thing to do? considering right i forgot how she worded it considering the circumstances or considering what you're going through yeah and i think kalani had to specify because he said well what are you talking about and kalani was like you know where we're at or whatever and which also points to the fact that he doesn't understand the severity of the divorce right which is what kalani has said is on the table and which is what kalani has said any more fuck-ups divorces on the table and stuff i don't think he thinks that that's a serious not a promise or a threat but i don't know what to call it he seems to be in denial right uh repercussion right or consequence of his actions he's not taking that seriously now look and divorce is on the table and i don't think this is your way of salvaging or, or evading a divorce 
you know, I don't see the house purchase as a way to improve your family dynamic and as a way to prove that you'll better yourself for Kalani. I see it as a way that he's trying to get away with the way he treats Kalani and the way he evades certain responsibilities as a dad. Yeah. You know what? That's a really good perspective because I guess I was trying to see it from his angle where he felt stifled that he's living under the same roof as his in-laws and he cannot be himself and he always feels like he has to... Which is uh, valid. ...behave. Yeah, and that's valid. But I can also see how people like Colini and even Kalani felt like, okay, so us moving out would mean that you can do all this shit unchecked right and free reign right right. what he wants yeah so i can see both sides but maybe right now i feel bad i feel just a teeny weeny bad for asuelu because it just seems like kalini and kalani are ganging up against him and he feels that way and he's expressed that way when he says because i'm the only what does he say i'm the only i forget he's like the only guy in a household in the house house full of women (laughs) You're not, though. You're not the only guy like the dad's there, but you're not going to mention that because their dad puts you in check. You know what I mean? So so like, let's not forget this isn't a gender role issue. It's a you fucking issue. You fuck up, dude. Yeah. (laughs) If he has a more stable job or career, I bet you this wouldn't be an issue. You think? Because it's about time they move out. It is. Two kids they might want to have more. Like, it's about time you find your own space. But because he's not stable, he prioritized his leisure, you know, like his volleyball and dancing. I think that's what's causing the doubt. You know, that's what Kalani's worried about is that he might default back to that version of being a deadbeat dad and husband, you know? So I don't know if the paycheck would resolve it, though. If that would make a difference because let's say he does Kalini pointed out a good fact is that he believes his responsibilities are over as long as he's bringing in the paycheck even if he had a higher paycheck he would feel more secure in being do you know what I mean because he's like well I'm bringing in the money I'm supporting y'all financially and then Kalini made a good point she goes that's not where it stops though you know what I mean there's xyz there's like yeah. time with the kids supporting your wife and helping out and all that stuff. And I think that is where Asuelu was stuck because he comes from maybe a patriarchal type of culture where he believes his responsibilities are done. You know, I got the paycheck coming home. I can provide financial support. The rest is up to you. You know, like dusting his hands off. I'm off to play volleyball. I did what I'm supposed to do. So like, I see that too, right? I don't know if the paycheck would really resolve it. I think he would feel more secure that his responsibilities are done. That's where it ends. I think that's where the phrase, a leopard doesn't change its spot comes Mm -hmm. because now I think it's on Kalani to decide if she wants to continue with this or like you said, if divorce is on the table, then go find yourself a man that will bring home the bacon and be that kind of husband that you want him to be because you chose Aswelu and you know where he comes from. You know yeah. 
that upbringing, you know, the culture, like you said, patriarchal. He he just wants to bring home the bacon and call it a day. Yeah, uh, maybe I think so too. I think she's also excited too about the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. She's I think not putting have... up a fight, really. She kind of, <clears throat> excuse me, she kind of agreed with Kalini, but like this entire time, you're going house hunting. You're not Dude, really she's saying playing both sides. I, she's I, playing I both sides, that and that's why I'm trying to get into her head, and I'm like. She's crying wolf to her she's family, but at the same time, house. right? At the same time, <laughs> yeah. she's like, you know, nudging him, like, "Hey, maybe it's time that we move out." We move out, right, right. <laughs> so it's exciting her, man. Yeah, conclusion, yeah. frauding us, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. You know, the the idea of getting a space of your own is enticing, and maybe she wants to put up with him to see where it's gonna go. But last, Kalini said that's. It's a big commitment, you know, maybe rent. And I think that's a good compromise. Okay, you want your own space? I get that. Why don't you rent? And he's like, well, it's like you're throwing away money. And I get the argument too. Rent for six months then. Rent maybe for a year. And that'll give you an opportunity to save even more for a down payment. You know what I mean? That's a a good compromise. It's a good compromise, but it's a lot of moving. It's a lot of moving. It is. With two kids in tow. It is. But... Would you rather do that or risk getting into uh, a sticky a, a situation where loan. Right, a three <laughs> year fixed loan right. with a deadbeat husband who yes, disappears yes. every evening to play volleyball? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe she should play the long game. Maybe she should, she should take up the advice of renting for six months and then committing to. Uh, house purchase right yeah 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 listeners what would you do let us know we're down to get input from y'all and feedback from y'all have have any of y'all been in this situation and how did you guys handle it um what do you think of Asuelu and kalani's plan to buy a house knowing that their marriage is is on on a rocky table right right let us know (laughs) hit us up Cooking wine with OJ, though? I mean, <laughs> what's that about? Yeah. Is that like a poor man's uh, mimosa right there? I thought they were making mimosas, too. I was like, ooh, maybe there's champagne in there. Cooking wine? <laughs> I guess cooking wine is wine, right? So as long as you pour yeah. that with OJ, it is mimosa. So Yeah. Yeah. All I've right. actually had, when she asked the question, is cooking wine the same as, like, wine? I didn't know there was a difference. I've, I've used, actually affordable wine i didn't know there was a wine called cooking wine we had some wine it was about two days old maybe three days old it wasn't a lot and i was like oh i'll make a cabernet sauce out of this so i don't know maybe there's a cooking wine and i'm doing this shit wrong so (laughs) i thought mimosa was actually champagne and oj not cooking wine no it is (laughs) so maybe that was a very poor substitute then maybe (laughs) anyway Shall we move on to the <laughs> over-the-shoulder clan? That's what I'm going to call them. Notice how Tiffany, her mom, and even the daughter wear like off-shoulder. Oh, yeah. Sorry, not over-the-shoulder. <laughs> off-shoulder t-shirts or something or tops. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. It's cute. And yet I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? What do you think of Tiffany using the plane ticket money? for a down payment of an apartment. Is that a good move? Not a good move? Selfish move? 
So I think she's doing what, what she believes is best for her and the kids. And I mean, it's tough, right? Because I think that plane ticket money should have went, if you're really serious about your children, seeing their father slash father figure, you would kept it on the plane ticket side. But, you know, with the expectation that Ronald is going to pay for it, then that's money put to good use. That's where I am on that. And I'm not a parent, but I understand that responsibility to say, hey, we have this extra money. I'm putting the expectation on your dad to make up for the plane ticket stuff. We have this extra money. I'm going to use it towards like a residence. So I think that was a good move. Um, That was responsible. And if you're doing it for the best interest of the family, I'm all for that. Yeah. For me, my takeaway from the scene is her mom really doesn't like Ronald at all. Doesn't want them to succeed. Yeah, she She couldn't even, she could barely look her daughter in the eye. And when she was talking, she'd always turn to the right or the left when she's talking shit. Like, well, I don't think blah, blah, blah. You really shouldn't blah, blah, blah. And he's not blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, can you like address your daughter here? What are, are you afraid to just look your daughter in the face while you're dogging on her husband? (laughs) And like, I, I fucking laughed super hard when Tiffany was like, well, you can't pick who you love. And the mom's like, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you totally fucking can, y'all. Y'all, you can. If you love someone, yes. If you love someone, if you love someone, you don't just turn it off and say, I don't love you anymore. But let's be real, y'all. When y'all are jumping on these pages, y'all are fucking picking. You're picking. You know, you're picking. When you're jumping on these sites or however, I don't. I forgot how she met Ronald. I honestly forgot. Uh, in South Africa right but I mean the method of which it went about did did they met they actually met it it wasn't a dating it wasn't a dating app type of thing they actually met and And she fell in love yeah there's always that moment there's that moment when you meet someone right (laughs) and you're like this person's cool or this person's not. That's all I'm saying. So I understood what the mom meant, right? When people use that phrase a lot, you can't pick, you don't, your heart chooses and you don't pick who you love. The heart ones way ones. I always, I used to be a hopeless romantic. So I fell for that shit, dude. I fell for these little fucking like sayings and stuff. Cause I was like, oh, true love and all this shit. Y'all, you, you're totally picking y'all. You're totally picking. If not, man, I'd have more. I'd have many more women out there that loved me. Trust me. <laughs> but it's not because we're picking y'all and people aren't picking me. So just let me put it out there. Yo, her mom's right. Yo, <laughs> Stop saying that shit, man. Y'all are picking. When you meet someone, you're, you're already like busting them down. You're already rating them. You're already saying, can this person be with me forever? Is this person boyfriend material? Is this person husband material? You're doing all that shit in your head. You're lying to yourself if you're not. So for when she's like, you can't pick who you love. I'm like, man, I used to be that person and you totally can. So the mom was like, look, you can, you pick this dude. You totally did. (laughs) You did. And I was dying. And I was like, man, I used to be that person that used to believe shit like that. You totally fucking can y'all man. (laughs) Don't make mistakes, man. Be highly selective. (laughs) Yeah. Pick the right ones, right? I understand it from the perspective of if you love someone already, that's not a switch you can turn off. Totally get that. And maybe that's where Tiff was approaching it from. And like you said, Nadia, if I can reference what you said earlier, like she didn't quite understand the cons 
of dating this guy. She didn't quite understand his criminal record and his addiction to gambling. She didn't get all that from the jump. So maybe she loved him. She found out this stuff and now she can't turn it off. And, and if that's the timeline, completely understand. I get it. Love is like that, right? You love people. You love people for their faults and all. As somebody who was a hopeless romantic, that's something I, that I've still kept. That if you love somebody, you're going to love them for being imperfectly perfect. Faults and all, right? I understand that you are not a perfect being. I love you regardless because of that. Let's work through this together mm-hmm. and we'll make you the best version of yourself. We'll make each other the best version of ourselves. So I, I totally get that. But y'all, y'all can totally pick who you fall in love with. Yeah. Again, I, I cannot repeat myself enough when I say that Tiffany has been making a series of bad decisions. Yes, yes. That's all. And the thing is, who's to say the mom is right anyway? Because look at her. She's a young mom. So it's like there's a cycle here from what I can tell, right? Like she's a young mom. Tiffany's a young mom who got pregnant by that's someone. That's my business, right? I know. <laughs> I, right now, I'm just joking. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. That's our podcast. I figure I could like make some speculation here. But yeah, like it's out there, right? She said, you know, she got pregnant by someone who's not ready to be a dad, who's an absentee dad. Yeah. And now she picked Ronald, who she found out about his vices and then still went ahead and got pregnant. Still went ahead. So again, series of bad decisions. And I mean... Can we blame her entirely? Maybe not. Maybe her mom was not there to guide her. Maybe her parents were not there to guide her. I don't know. But I feel bad that she's in this predicament. Okay, she's monetizing it, which is great. Right? So that's a positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I have, right. not, I have nothing else to say except that. Series of bad decision. Period. Right. Right. Y'all, and listeners, I know that there were a lot of y'all that picked Tiffany and Ronald as the couple you were excited to see, I believe, from the poll that we took. Are these episodes living up to your expectations? What do you think about Tiffany and Ronald and where they're at now and where the show is headed? Because I think the way it looks, it's not looking too good for Ronald. <laughs> it's not looking yeah. too good for him at all. Let us know. <laughs> Yeah, as far as I know, Angela is just carrying this franchise on her own. (laughs) 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 On those broad shoulders. (laughs) Right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She she is. And I think for me, my, which, you know, I think we'll get into next, my um, interest. Your favorite couple. Yes. Yeah, we can talk about that if you want, because I don't know if I have anything to say about Yara and Jovi. It's almost like we got reintroduced to them and that's it. And I get it. They're raising their kid and they're arguing about it. Seems legit to me. Yeah. So um, for, for me, because they are a young couple, I like to see how they're handling having a baby. And in this episode, we get to see the whole thing that every, 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 every new mom and dad has to go through. And that's the in-laws, right? The in-laws telling you how to raise your fucking kids. And um, every every single person who's ever needed help and has been like, mom, dad, can you watch so-and-so, so-and-so? Or, hey, who wants to come see, you know, baby, whoever? And then they come by and 
all of a sudden they're pointing out all the fucking shit that they think you're doing wrong and what they think is best. And you're like, you didn't give a shit when you were raising me. Like, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's maybe that's a little harsh. I don't mean to say they don't give a shit when they were raising you. I'm just saying, you know, when you're disciplining your kid, they'll call you out like, oh, don't spank them. Motherfucker, you hit me with a belt growing up. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> now you're going to tell me this? Oh, well, you shouldn't be so mean. And they're just kids. Motherfucker, I was a kid. You know what I mean? And you were fucking hella like disciplining my ass. You know what I mean? These fucking double standards that they have with their grandchildren. So I get it, right? It was interesting to see the mom are like, you're bringing her out. You know what I mean? It's, you, you shouldn't be doing that. And Yara is just like, eye rolls. Stop. <laughs> You know what I mean? And <laughs> so we get to see grandma over here inserting her opinions about how her grandchild should be raised. And I can see her just being that type of parent who's going to undermine the parents, y'all. And and just really quick, I just want to say, y'all parents who are out there doing y'all best, I applaud y'all. Don't put up with shit from your parents who are talking about this and check them. Don't be afraid to check them because Mm -hmm. what's going to happen is you're going to end up with a kid who is used to people undermining your authority. When you say, hey, don't eat that cookie. It's bad for you. And then your parents are like sneaking them cookies. Hey, (laughs) it's actually, it's all right. They're going to think, well, your authority doesn't matter. I'm not an actual parent, parent. You know, I'm new to parenting. And even then, my girlfriend introduced her daughter into our relationship and when she was nine. So I didn't, I don't really have a lot of experience with the whole like infancy up until like nine year old and stuff. So I'm also learning on my own. But at the same time, like for new parents, I think it's good to establish that, especially with your own parents, that, hey, I got this. And if you're going to teach her not to listen to me, then that's bad, (laughs) you know? And I I know this show has nothing really to do with like how to raise children, but I just wanted to put it out there that Mama Jovi is over here being that kind of of grandma already. And I can see it and I can see Yara getting perturbed and like Yara is going to be the main person raising this child because Jovi is going to be off working. Yeah. Yeah, I'm team Yara with whatever Yara wants to do. If she does anything shady on the show, we'll call it out here on 90 Day Fiance. That's our job. And uh, right now I'm, I'm thinking Yara and Jovi are actually doing pretty good. Another thing I wanted to point out was Jovi. He's like, oh, I don't party or anymore. I don't go to the bar anymore. But then he's like, oh, you know, she's only four days old. I'm like, four days? You've been a parent for four days talking about you're not going to party and you don't go to the bar? Never say never. (laughs) (laughs) Give it a year and then start telling me that. Four days into it, yeah, you're going to be like, oh, of course, I'm not partying anymore. I'm a changed man. Nah, man, tell me that a year from now. (laughs) The terrible twos, tell me that in your... (laughs) Yeah. When she's two, when Milo's two years old, then tell me you're not trying to go to a bar. (laughs) I I do applaud them, though. I think that Jovi is in a sweet spot where his job would allow him to have that separation from his wife and kid. Right. For him to kind of maybe rejuvenate himself, maybe have a few beers with his colleagues and friends before he goes back to reality. So he's actually in a pretty good position, I feel. Yeah. And then when he comes back after however long he's gone, he's going to miss his daughter. Yeah. And I I would think too that he's probably getting FOMO from like 
I'm missing out on her first steps or I'm missing out on her first words. So he's going to probably want to make up that time. So, right. In that case, I do think that maybe the distance is a good thing. But at the same time, I feel for Yara too. Like, yeah, should have fucking planned better. I'm like, but he couldn't. Like, this is the nature of his work, right? Like, you're only afforded X amount of parental leave or paternal if you're lucky to have that. That's the part where it's sticky for them because. On one hand, he does have to support his family. So this is his current job and career. Mm, right. And she's a stay-at-home mom who's not working. And he's supporting three mouths right now. Him, right. Yara, and, you know, Myla, right? Did I get her name right? Myla. Myla, right, yeah. right, right. So I get why she's complaining about, yeah, maybe I should go back to Russia. And, you know, since I'm raising her on my own. But at the same time, I mean... Again, going back to the whole Kalani and Asuelu thing, you picked him, you selected him, you know what he does for a living. Mm-hmm. He makes good money doing all that robotics right. thing. So that money is going to raise your kids and feed you, feed all of you. So right. you can't really complain, but I, I get it. She feels lonely. I guess it's different when you have a support system. So I feel for her. I get it. And... um her yeah, support just, system is an in-law telling her how to raise her kid. Right. <laughs> That's, That's also <laughs> not helpful. But, you know, I saw her IG stories. They seem to get along well. So this is probably just TLC trying to make them look like they don't. I bet Jovi's mom is hella cool. Like, she's probably she the, the mom of the franchise. Or at least one of the top three she moms, she's right? Cool. She's right. cool. So I think Yara is just, you know, hopefully this is just an act. Right, just some drama to drum up interests right. in all of us. So she's she had to be part of the cast, right? So like, well, who are you gonna play? You just can't come over here, sit on the couch, and say, "So, how's everybody doing?" Right? We're gonna need tension. We're gonna right. need conflict. We're gonna need your your storyline, right? So, but that I whole like it. conflict with your in law is legit. It's not even. It is no. I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> most in laws do that. But yeah, you do you, Yara. All right, Lon, let's wrap it up with our WTF moment. For me, it's going to be Angela. And I I foresee Angela taking this uh, throughout the entire season. But everything, everything wrong with Angela. Angela, Angela smoking, you know what I mean? Right before her surgery. Angela trying to cause drama with Michael, you know, about the boob job. And then flipping it on him like it was his fault and then you know Angela again telling why would you tell your husband that like saying things like well once I'm hot I'm gonna go to the bar and you should be jealous that these guys are gonna hit up like come on Angela (laughs) are you doing this in the name of entertainment or is this really you and right now like I feel like this is Angela this really is her and if this is really is her she's the villain I love to hate you know what I mean? I just love to hate her because it's entertain. It's an entertaining watch, but at the same time, it's so super fucked up. I'm just like, WTF, man. <laughs> <laughs> My WTF is a little bit weak, but uh, hell no to cooking wine with OJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck to that? <laughs> yeah, get the recipe right. <laughs> Do not substitute. But anyway... Yeah, sorry, that that was a lame one, but I just want to make sure I don't repeat your WTF. I mean, ah, I get it. Angela's 
Angela is always going to be WTF for me, man. She's a Tom Brady. If WTF, WTF was a person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would be Angela. That should be our tagline. <laughs> if WTF was a person. Yeah. It'd be Angela. All right. I think we found our meme for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. And Ron, where can we find you? <laughs> you can actually find me on Facebook Live. I stream now at Italics Plays. That's I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. And on Instagram, that's at Italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X. And yeah. All right, y'all. Until next time. Bye-bye. Be kind to each other. Happy uh, Asian... Pacific Islander month. Asian American and Pacific Islander Harry. Yes. <laughs> and a belated Mother's Day to you all. Yeah. Mothers out there. Happy Eve to those celebrating that. <laughs> <laughs>